Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi there. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we are radiating connection with Jill Dutton, who is the editor and publisher, your publisher, yes? Yes. Yes, of Evolving Magazine, the popular metaphysical magazine that we have here in Kansas City, in the Kansas City area. And welcome, Jill. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Christy. I've been wanting to talk to you for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yes. And um, anyway, we, of course, we love to, we love evolving magazine. I check it out every every month, and uh, Radiate Wellness has a, an ad in it that mm-hmm. we run. And uh, you've been doing this for how long now? Oh my gosh, um, ninety four to two thousand. I started originally Evolving mm-hmm. Woman magazine. I remember that. It was fun. It was a real learning experience. I'll and bet. then in two thousand nine, we came back with just Evolving magazine, and yeah. so that it encompasses everyone. <laughs> so. Women and men, yeah. Yes, yes. absolutely. Because we found, I found with Evolving Woman that we would have a lot of readers, a lot yeah. of men would say, is it okay I'm reading this? It's like, yes, really? Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so how do you think the two magazines differ? They're really the same. It's, yeah. it's It really is, because um, it's for everyone. It always has been. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had a little bit more... Um, menopause type and, and menses and things like that that we sure. would cover in Evolving Woman. But the main focus of spirituality, metaphysics, and uh, psychology is still the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I find that in my practice and the classes that I teach, the workshops and everything, it's mostly women who attend. Mm-hmm. So I'm always excited when men are coming out yes. to explore. And, yes. um, yeah, I want them to be included. Yes, absolutely. and our readership is still 80% women. But it's right. nice to have the men included as well. And, oh, absolutely. And for advertising, too. It, it you know, a lot of men are, are practitioners in this type of field. So More and more, I'm finding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you feel the demographics or the people who are contributing to the magazine, how do you feel like that's changed since the 90s? Well, what I found when I first started Evolving Woman magazine, uh, it was, well, it was a topic new to myself, really. It was right. kind of a learning experience when I created the publication. It was an outgrowth right. of what I was going through. Um, but when it first came to Kansas City, it wasn't that people weren't practicing Reiki and aromatherapy and, and all these different modalities. It was more that it was kind of under covers. Um, it wasn't right. quite as out there commercially, you know, yeah. with people having shops and, and being in business because sure. it was a big step to go out there and do, you know, this kind of a practice on your own right. back in 1994 in Kansas City. It was just, right. it, was, it was a stretch. And so um, that was a little different. So then when I came back in, in 2009... Mm-hmm. It had exploded, you know, and, it, and it's a mainstream that everybody's like, oh, yeah, my Reiki did this, and I did, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, my sister's aunt's best friend's cousin does this. Right, and, right. right. Everybody yeah. seems to know someone mm-hmm. who's got a metaphysical mm-hmm. business. It has just exploded. It has. It has. I mean, not just here in Kansas City, but mm-hmm. you know, elsewhere as well. I used to live in Geneva, Switzerland. I don't know oh, if you yeah. knew. Yeah. Really? When I, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And when I lived there, there was, yeah, it was the same thing. Maybe it was there, but. Nobody knew about it. Mm-hmm. And now it's just exploded yes. all and, over the world. And what I've found that readers have told me is that um, the magazine, and, and our event section in particular, yeah. it kind of brings the city together because you've got events in Olathe and you've got them in Liberty and you know all over the city. And it kind of um, creates that community of bringing everybody together in one place with like minds. You know right. what I mean? And, and it's how to find them. Um, and I thought of something that you were saying with that. Go ahead. Sorry. 
Yeah, with the events section, I know that we get a lot of people from the events mm-hmm. section when mm-hmm. we have our events listed that, mm-hmm. you know, people are trying to find their tribe. Yes. People, yes. N- when they're starting to waken up mm-hmm. to this uh, whole new world, mm-hmm. really, this mm-hmm. inner world, that they want to find others who think like that. Yes. And they yes. want to find people to talk to. And that was what I was trying to say. I, I right. apologize. Um, in 94, the difference was, you know, the businesses weren't out there so much, but people still were not real familiarized with a lot of these topics. And I, yeah. what we found is our readers are still pretty new to the topics, but mm-hmm. they have a deep interest in exploring it. And so that's been the difference, I guess, that I've seen. That's it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like Evolving is kind of a safe publication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very open. It's very, I mean, it's normalized all these things mm-hmm. that used to be undercovers, used to be seen as too woo-woo. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's a beautiful magazine. And you, recent, you. you recently went to a new yes, format. Yes, format. A glossy format. Those of you on YouTube yes. can see how beautiful this is. The colors are just rich and vibrant, and the artwork, the layout is stunning. Thank you. It was nice before. Right. And it was functional. You know what I mean? And it was functional, it's, yeah. It's always been um, a resource for the community, but when we had the opportunity to just get this, you know, the color and the gloss and the the shine that it yeah. the topics really deserve, you know, Absolutely. And, it, and it draws attention to it. And and like you said, it is it's a safe place. Um, yeah, um, we used to call it soft new age, or you know, what I mean, it's just yeah. really um, self help, spirituality kind of topics to where now it makes it more friendlier. I believe kind of yeah. with it being. In, Glossy, so you know, but I've been in some it. other markets where their new age newspaper, their new mm-hmm. age publications, they were just really for the hardcore mm-hmm. um, spiritual person or seeker or energy worker, and not that evolving is not because right. I find yeah. so much good stuff in there, but it's for people who are also mm-hmm. not in that, mm-hmm. and it helps them helps draw them in and realize yes. that there's a big community, mm-hmm. and um, so. You're here in Kansas City, yes. uh, and it's got a wide reach. Definitely. Yeah. 250 locations throughout the metro. Oh, my gosh. And online as well. We've got about 68,000 readers per month. So oh my online gosh. and print combined. Right, mm-hmm. right. So online really reached the whole world. Yes, yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, how did you get into doing something like this? Oh, my gosh. Um, my father passed away in 1990. Mm. And and that's why I say when I say it's for people who are new to these topics, I myself. And and people used to joke and say Evolving Woman, the original publication, right. was by Jill for Jill. Because <laughs> it was really, honestly, an outgrowth of, as I was learning about something, everybody else was learning about why it. Why not? And, and so what happened was my father passed away, and I started going to a counselor. And that was actually when I decided to become a writer because I found that um, writing about my father and the experiences mm-hmm. – I, I discovered that power of, of bringing things down and getting them out yeah. and how it releases you. But then I also saw the written word and um, the ability to express myself that I didn't know I had. And so I started writing. Well, at the same time, this counselor had me uh, reading a lot of self-help books. Right. So I started with Shakti Gawain and, you know, and oh, all, yeah. all the traditional, you know, building up and started journaling and reading and I kept reading these books, and I would think, gosh, I wish there was something that just had the meat of this topic. Yeah. Because I'm reading this whole book, but there's only really a slim amount of it that's actually what you need to know. And so it was really the seed for the magazine was, I want to bring these topics to life Mm -hmm. and give them the meat of it. You know, break it down so that it's understandable. And, and, yeah. And what to do and experiential, you know, so that they can branch into it. So they can branch into it. So, Mm -hmm. and if it's something that they're interested in, they can seek out more information. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, and And then our our writers and our advertisers, they're experts in the field. And so it is a way, you know, it's an introduction to learn more. It is. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's just, you know, the topics are fresh and relevant and, mm-hmm. you know, just enough to get you interested in mm-hmm. in whatever the topic is. And, you know, of course, you know, you're reading a magazine in short bursts of time and right. it's what you can yes, get at the Yes, it's quick, time. but you can get, you know, you can get condensed info. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before you started this magazine, did you have any publishing experience? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a huge leap of faith, Jill. I was very self-taught. And what was really a funny story was 
Okay, I was a non-traditional student. I had, had my children when I was young. Right. And so I didn't go to college until I was in my late 20s. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was originally at Johnson County Community College. And I knew I kept taking English classes. I loved literature. Mm-hmm. And I, that was all I knew. I loved my composition class. And I loved reading. Yeah. And so I transferred to KU and decided, okay, I want to go into journalism because I have way too many credits. You know, I've got to <laughs> do something with this English thing going on here. And so I transferred to KU into the magazine publishing segment. And um, a, a friend had contacted me with, yeah. and said, I want, you know, I had had this idea for this magazine I wanted to start. So right before I started at KU, I came out with Evolving Woman. Oh, my god! And so being in the magazine publishing segment at KU, the teacher would use it as an example. And it wasn't very complimentary. <laughs> and she would say... Um, you're going to run out of topics in a year, and you don't have an audience for this. And, and so she just didn't get it, and so I really kept the magazine to myself more in that sense. But So I learned a little bit at school, but most of it was self-taught as I went. Right. And, and I was telling you earlier that I, I took that nine-year hiatus. Um, yeah. Evolving Woman was from 1994 to 2000, and then I took off from 2000 to 2009, and during that period I worked – in the publishing business. And so I learned a lot that I didn't know the first go around. So when I came back in 2009, it was a whole different experience. Plus I had all the contacts from before, but it was just, you know, for the longest time until, until I started traveling four years ago, I was doing almost everything. I, and I still do too much, but um, the layout, the design, the marketing, the promotions, the bookkeeping and the billing and the, you know, just other than that's huge, yeah. The sales. I mean, I was you know doing so much myself. Um, I've oh, but since two thousand nine, I've had a couple salespeople. I've had an editor. Yeah. Uh, but then about four years ago, I read Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Workweek. Have you read that? No, not yet. In it, he promotes um, kind of outsourcing yourself. That entrepreneurs it. tend to get caught up in the day to day minutia, the emails, yes. and just the little to-do tasks when they really should be doing the big thinking. Yeah. And so, and it, and it hinders the big thinking when they are spending all their time answering emails and, you know, Absolutely. those kind of things. And so I got that idea and I thought, you know, we had had the Conscious Living Center in Neiman, uh, in yeah. Shawnee, and we were moving out of it. And so I had this block of time that was going to open up for myself. And mm-hmm. I thought, how do I want to fill that? And I thought, I want to travel. And so... Good for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, I took Tim Ferriss's idea, uh, his advice, and I brought someone in. Um, I was just looking for someone to help. I didn't know what I needed. Yeah. And it turned out that she had a design degree, and so she ended up taking over the web design and the print design layout. You oh, know, my gosh. Both of them. And that freed up two weeks of my time. And so, That's fantastic. Yes. And so to have that freedom to be able to do the magazine and still be involved and do all the other jobs that I do, but then to also have big ideas and focus more on um, festivals and events that we do and, and yeah. branching out into other cities like we were in Santa Fe for a while, right. things like that, and to travel. So it just yeah. really freed me up, and all it did was take away me, you know, doing so many of, you know, because layout, after so many years, it's just, it's a real rote job. You know it what is. I mean? It is. You can lay out a page only so many ways. Right. And so... um I needed the creative expression, I guess, to be able to go do other things as well. Absolutely. Well, you're the person with the vision. And, right. Right. And you've mm-hmm. got the connections, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And that is so invaluable. Mm-hmm. And before we started, you were telling me a bit about some of the, the things that you learned during that nine-year hiatus. I did. Right? Mm-hmm. So you knew all about the magazine writing, the publishing, the layout, and all like that. Yes. But you were missing a crucial piece. Which was the business side of Absolutely. publishing. Absolutely. And um, it's, it's probably the most critical but what I was like I was saying earlier Mm -hmm. the fun part for someone especially with a journalism background is the writing and the lining up the themes for each month and you know getting the cover art and you know just putting the creative end of it is the fun part and it takes a real you know I, I took that test once and I've got like an equal left and right brain That's kind of rare. It is kind of rare. And so when I branched into Santa Fe, New Mexico, the obstacle I found was finding someone who could do both of those roles because it's two very distinct hats. But as publisher, you have to wear them. Or at least as publisher in this small of a publication, you have to be able to wear both of those hats. And so when I published Evolving Woman magazine, 
we did. We'd have the meetings and we'd plan and it was so much fun, but it didn't, it was not successful. It just, you know, it, it, it was there for six years and, you know, part of it was the awareness in the community. It wasn't as accepted as it is now, but right. most of it was my lack of knowledge, you know, but I was self-taught and I learned as I went. But then, so when I took the hiatus from 2000 till 2009, um, I worked for real publishing companies. And so yeah. I, I had real sales training and, you know, and what it, the difference of what it's like for print advertising and, you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So when I came back, I had a whole different mindset and, and different, um, a different to-do list because it's still, I love the creative end of it, but yeah. I know you know, the, the business has to be taken care of first. Right. And you're just connecting those mm-hmm. two, those two worlds, mm-hmm. those two hats. And a lot of times yeah. in the spiritual world, it's, it's tough to get those two together. It you know is. what I mean? It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because so. we're not, we're, you know, up here in the upper chakras right. and we're not really grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is hard. Yeah. And, you know, we need people in the spiritual community who know how to do that. Yes. Or having salespeople. Like I said, exactly. I've had people who are able to do that. I mean, I'm, a lot of people don't blame me, but I'm bitterly shy. And we would go to festivals and things, but I had these dynamo salespeople who would get out and talk to people, and I could just sit there, you know, and, and be shy, and it was fine, you know. Yeah. So it, so even if, what I'm trying to say is even in the metaphysical world, if someone doesn't have those skill sets, if you have someone helping you that does, it can balance that it out. It can balance it out, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you really have a great talent for drawing people, the right people, and getting the right, you know, connecting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Connecting people. Have you mm-hmm. always been a connector? I've always felt like that was my purpose, was to connect. Isn't that interesting? It is. Um, when I've done kind of free writing and things on my own, that's what's come yeah. to me is, you know, because for a long time I was insecure that I don't know much about any, you know, there are so many in-depth topics that we cover. I can't know everything about everything. Right. And I was a little insecure about that because I thought I can't talk about anything that I don't know in detail. But my my strength is that I can find someone who knows. I can find an expert and I can and share their knowledge with our readers. And so that's what yeah. I do is connect, you know. Yeah, people. that is a huge skill. I think. Thanks. Thank you. I think being resourceful is mm-hmm. probably the most one of the most useful skills that you can mm-hmm. have, and just having that data bank where mm-hmm. you can just connect the people with what yes. needs to happen. And we also connect connect the community as far as like through the events and things like Absolutely. that. I mean, there's a bunch of different, a myriad bunch of ways that we connect everybody. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it really serves a, a purpose Thank you. here in town. I think it does. Um, so obviously you love this. I do. <laughs> what do you love most about doing the magazine? Oh gosh. Um, I've always said it's my baby. And, yeah. and I saw a psychic once that, this is when um, I was in a difficult period. It was just about to mm-hmm. stop publishing Evolving Woman, mm-hmm. and I was about to get a divorce, and it was just a real tough period. And I went to this, this psychic, and she said, and because of my, I don't want to call it shyness, but just I have a, I have a over-the-top personality, but I also, that whole right left brain thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm an introvert and an extrovert. You know. Oh yeah, both. introverted and, extrovert. And so she told me. She said, "Use evolving as your mask." Because I had said, "I don't know how to act at these functions." You know, I'm supposed yeah. to go and act like a publisher. And I don't know. Keep in mind, I was 29 when I started the magazine, and so I was very young. And I was just like, "I don't know how a publisher's supposed to act." And she's like, "And publisher acts however you act." But she said, "Use the magazine as your mask," and in the sense of you know, we all put a mask when we go out. Well, put that on in the sense of to get opportunities I might not have if I if I wasn't using that mask. Right. In, in that sense. Not not being false, but just right. to give me the courage of, okay, well, this is who I am right now. You know what I mean? Yes, and, absolutely. And to be able to go, go out and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. let the magazine speak for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in a way, that's why I created Radiate Wellness. Yes. Because, um, you know, in my talents and my gifts and whatever, you know, I, I'm terrible at self-promotion. 
but man, I can promote a group. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes it a lot easier. And so I can see that, you know, having that take on your, your personality and right. let and, it speak for you in a yes, way. And share their information versus saying, I know what I'm going to write everything, you know. It's exactly. Just, yeah. mm-hmm. But you always find people, who, somebody to do astrology, somebody mm-hmm. to do mental health, mm-hmm. somebody who does, um, you know, a variety of, of topics. You're, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a wealth of people and it seems like you know everybody. It sure seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> and we find this is something that it just happened. It wasn't intentional. Isn't that beautiful? That, that our cover is always a local artist. Yeah. And I think that's a real important piece of the, making it a community publication. Yeah. Because, um, we, like I said, Linda Flake is a local artist who, she was on our first cover She's the only time we had a picture of a person, a photo. Oh my you know, goodness, we've, yeah. now we've had photo art, but right. other than that, every and it, so it just evolved into being, you know, once we started discovering local artists to to show. There are so many. Mm-hmm. There are so many. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are listening on the podcast rather than <laughs> watching it, you were wondering what the heck we're talking about on the cover of the December two thousand eighteen issue of Evolving. There's this gorgeous. Gorgeous painting of Mother Mary, and it looks kind of Byzantine, but just beautiful colors mm-hmm. that pop right off the page. And this is so. This is a local artist who painted this. Yes, Elmarie painted that. And oh and, my goodness! And I felt so fortunate. She even sent me a print of because I love this painting. I just, the blues. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you. I love. I'm just in love with this painting. Yes, and Inner Urban Art House last year hosted. For the first time, we had a cover artist reunion show, and oh, so all of the cover artists came and showcased their work, and it was it was very touching. I mean, it, energetically, you could just feel it, and because some of them were for back from a evolving woman, you know what I mean? It was wow. just wow. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how how I missed that. I know, so we're going to make it an annual event. So. Oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. I love mm-hmm. that. Oh, thank you for doing that. Yeah, because it's um it's just such a, a hometown newspaper without being homey or folksy, Mm -hmm. right? It's a very professional publication. Mm -hmm. That happens to be about our community. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the Kansas City metaphysical community is very close. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I'm always surprised when I find out somebody new. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. I was like, how do I not know well, that person? Well, when you person? said, I know a lot of people, everyone just seems to know every, each other. They you know, do. The Absolutely. We mm-hmm. all seem to... For such a big metro, we are very tight-knit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the unique things about Kansas City that mm-hmm. I just absolutely love. And, you know, I think the, the metaphysical community here is so strong mm-hmm. and just some really top-notch folks yes. that you have advertising in your magazine and, yeah. and writing for you. And their support, like Dr. Nancy, she's been on this back cover for she nine has. years, ten, yeah. almost ten years. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's incredible support. And because, you know, we, we get, there are a lot of um, smaller practitioners, massage therapists right. and, and things like that. Um, but, the you know, if someone is looking for this particular type of thing, this is where they're going to go to, to find them. Absolutely. And so it's a perfect fit. I'm not saying any other publication in Kansas City isn't great. I'm just right. saying this is the only one that is exactly fine-tuned to these specific topics. Absolutely. And so it's a great fit for our advertisers. And so mm-hmm. that's why they stick. That's why they stick. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're in how many how many locations in the 250 Kansas? throughout Kansas City. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And what types of locations? Oh, my gosh. Well, I used to always say borders, and, you know, the bookstores aren't so well as much anymore. But uh, coffee and tea houses, churches, libraries. Libraries are usually where you can find the most copies. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you readers want to go online, you can go to evolvingmagazine.com, and there's a distribution tab where they just put in their zip code to find the closest place. That's easier than trying to tell them where to go. Right. Or they can read it online. Yes. And while they're there, they can read it online. Is there a difference between the online version and the print version? We have two different versions online. The actual, the whole magazine itself yeah. is online, hosted through Issue. So they can okay. click it and, and it changes pages just yeah. like the magazine. I don't believe that's really reader-friendly online because you have to zoom in, you know, to, yeah. to get it to read. Um, so we also have each article on the homepage to where they can click through and just read the article itself. Oh, so, good. So the whole issue is on line as individual articles but then also mm-hmm. the magazine oh good and then mm-hmm. are there back issues as well yes yes awesome yes and through issue you can read the past 10 years oh wow yeah 
That's fantastic. Yeah, because you've rebooted in 2009, you said? Right. Well, I say 10 years. Uh, February will be 10 years. Congratulations. Thank Are you, you doing anything to celebrate? Well, one of my salespeople <laughs> says we should. We, we've always joked. My mom always said, you should be on the cover like Oprah. And I said, <laughs> and I said um, I'm not Oprah, and I don't. <laughs> Want to? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Either way it goes, I don't think it's a great idea. Right. Well, Karen, one of my salespeople, says on the tenth year we should all be on the cover. But there you it's go. Just a, it's a joke. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what the tenth anniversary, tenth year anniversary. Know, me too, now that you've got me thinking about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a big opportunity. I'm sure the whole community would love to celebrate that. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got such a close knit community, um, and everybody loves loves the magazine, of course. Mm-hmm. And what are what are some of your favorite stories? Do you think? Like, do you have anything that really stands out as far as articles that have run? Articles or just stories about the people who are in the magazine? Sorry to put you on the spot. Oh, that's okay. Um, we have had such dynamic. You know, we have ongoing writers. The monthly columnist uh, Suzette Schultz with the Yoga Studio. Um, Jude LeClaire is a local therapist. Right. So we've got this mix of, so Jude, Suzette, you know, yoga, therapy. Um, Dr. Nancy writes about holistic health. Mm-hmm. And we've got the Eating Well in Kansas City, which was actually a separate publication. Oh, right. But there wasn't enough to support it. And so I brought it inside of Evolving Magazine. So it, because it, I, I'm sorry, nutrition goes with, you know. Absolutely. That was living. really mm-hmm. smart, Jill. Thank you. <laughs> You're so sweet. Um so we have two writers for that. One is um, Angela Watson-Robertson, and she's a local nutritionist. And then the other is, they're alternating months, but um, Mary Negan with Cultivate Kansas City. Yeah, they're great. Yes. And and I might have it backwards. She might, yeah. And then um, Emily and Brandy with Casey Food Circle. And every, they alternate months. And we've really, like, um, Mary wrote about... Her, her family recipe for pho, you know, and, and she shared the recipe. I'm sorry, pho? Pho, well, it's spelled P-H-O. Oh, yeah. And I always thought it was pho, but she, in the magazine, she clarified this month that it's pho uh I never knew that. <laughs> see, I always called it po. I yeah. see, what do I know? Most people call it pho, but, yeah. yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I saw that recipe as I was, uh, like, looking through it just yes, briefly. but it's it's gotten a lot of response because, you know, everybody loves it. It's, it's, everybody loves chicken soup. I know. And it's Vietnamese chicken soup. And it's winter. It's know, winter, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I, I really like the food stuff that's in the, mm-hmm. in the magazine. Yeah. Yeah. But we tend to focus on, um, which is something I'm passionate about, um, whole local seasonal eating. You know, and right. so it's just... All these diets out there and stuff. I think the only real diet is to eat real food. You know, I think so, so too. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever heard about the Amish diet that was out there a few years ago. It was basically eat fresh food and do a lot of work outside. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, Kansas City loves its food. We've yes. got a big food tradition. We've got some fantastic, mm-hmm. and we've got some fantastic whole whole food restaurants. Restaurants around mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a real natural fit, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that you've incorporated that part. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like, are there are there pillars like regular features that we can always count on in the magazine? Each month is a different theme, yeah, and they stay similar year mm-hmm. to year, but we switch them out a little bit uh, depending on interest and or if there's something new you know that's out there. Um, just examples: August is our food issue, mm-hmm. and so it's. All food. It's our whole eating well in Kansas City. Uh, The December one that just came out is um, kind of the stress-related side of the holidays, you know, focusing on self-care during the holidays. You know, so it's not just how to party. It's, you know, how to, you know, breathe during a busy period, you know. And January is always, you know, the new beginnings and vision boards and, you know, coaching and, and how to get started. Um, so it's each one's different. I, March is our wellness directory each year, but we have a metaphysics issue. Every month's a different thing. Yeah. And so it, it gets that whole variety, but we have different writers for the theme each year, so it's even different within itself, if I'm making right. sense. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, totally, totally making sense because mm-hmm. there's a lot of moving parts there, mm-hmm. and I've just only started really dipping my toes into writing, mm-hmm. and uh, which I absolutely love. And so that's a, a good avenue for people to 
you know, just share information mm-hmm. uh, and that the way that you rotate around the different authors, mm-hmm. uh, the different mm-hmm. writers in town gives people a, a wide range of, of voices to hear yes. about topics. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you have an astrology column. We do. Aluna has been writing since Evolving Woman, so she's wow. been doing the horoscope since then. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I was turned to that. That's the first mm-hmm. place I turned. Mm-hmm. And then usually Jude Le- LeClaire's yeah. article on mm-hmm. mental health. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just... Every month there's something new and different. Mm-hmm. Some, mm-hmm. There's always something really good that I clip out. Good, good. You know, mm-hmm. I've got an article I've been carrying around in my in my backpack for a long time that I clipped out a couple months ago. So, um, yeah, it's it's a good source of information. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, is there any next step? Is it is evolving going through any more evolution? Well, um, a couple years ago I branched into a new market. And, oh, really? Yes, and my vision has been... To take it national as a local publication, and, and that's a okay. It's a tough, or it's kind of unchartered in a sense. There have been other similar publications that have come in from other cities, yeah. And what they did was it was the same magazine here, right? And it, it just doesn't work, it, you know, yeah. Because part of the endearment to Evolving Magazine is that it feels like it's ours, yeah. You know, it feels yeah. very local. It feels feels like our community. And so when I branched into Santa Fe, New Mexico, mm-hmm. my main um, objective was to have someone local there who was the publisher. Yeah. Um, we would be providing um, help with things like design and layout that they might not be familiar with, but we right. wanted everything, content in it. We didn't want it to be the Kansas City version in Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. It was going to be all local content, all local art, all local everything. And right. so um, it was a great idea. And it was a learning experience, just like the first time Evolving Woman right. was. Um, and so I'm prepared to move on into other cities and mm-hmm. actually go back into Santa Fe at some point. So that's my vision going forward is to be yeah, national one city at a time. But yeah, um, either as a franchise opportunity or as an associate publisher, I've got a couple options of ways people can do it. But the, the point is, is it's the same model of what works. I mean, this is, this is 16 years we're coming up on total of publishing this. Yeah. It works. And it's just, um, and, and I'm sorry, print publishing is tough. I mean, it's, it's a tough business sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we have a topic that people want to know about. And so, mm-hmm. and because it's so intimate in a sense, um, print works because it, it's different to read an, an article. It and, you is. know what I mean? It really is. Mm-hmm. Studies show that we read differently when it's online versus print. Yes, yes. We interact with it differently. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I believe it's still vital, even though we have that online presence and we're always right. doing things to, to boost that as well. But um, So, yeah, I'd like to go back into Santa Fe market. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I started traveling four years ago, that was my intention was to, as I went, find different cities and find people to take it over. But part of my problem with taking on too much is that's a big undertaking for myself. You know, because Judy Kirkpatrick, she's been volunteering for me, doing editing and proofing for the whole 16 years. Um, You know, Karen Cowdery is our salesperson. Um, We now have a web designer and a print designer, you know, um, and we've got a volunteer editor. You know, we've got two volunteer editors. So we have this team but it's not a team that would take something national. You know, I mean, that's a big... Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so I've got that big idea, but it's not something I'm ready to take on on my own just yet. Yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting until something comes along that feels right the, yeah. to do that direction. Or I'll do it one at a time, but we'll see. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very ambitious, but I think I feel like there's a need. Yes, and it can be done one at a time. <clears throat> Excuse Certainly. me. Because Santa Fe actually... Was it was a perfect location, a um, lot of interest in the mm-hmm. topics. People love the articles. Uh, we just had a struggle with um, finding the right person. Like I said, with that could do that yeah. balancing act, and and so. But I'm sure I will find you know the right person at some point. And, and we'll go now, back. why Santa Fe? Is there a play, Is there a reason you get pulled there? It was funny. It was so I I was. I told you I was moving out of the Conscious Living Center, yeah. taking the office out of there and not doing workshops and things anymore. So I was having this bulk of time that was opening up from that. And I had brought on um, Aaliyah Smith, <clears throat> excuse me, who took over doing the print and web design. So it freed up <clears throat> my time. And um, <clears throat> so the very first trip that I planned was to go to Santa Fe, New Mexico. I was going to travel by train and I went yeah. from Kansas City and I was going to go to Santa Fe and Albuquerque 
and Flagstaff. And this was going to be my first trip that I was going to take as a travel writer. Well, I get to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Well, before I went, I put on Craigslist. And I just said, hey, I'm putting out feelers, just trying to see. Mm -hmm. And this gentleman contacted me. And he was like, you need to come to Santa Fe. So it was just ironic. The very first place I went, and he convinced me that it is, per and it is a perfect place for it. I mean, right. there's definitely an interest in the topic. It's just, I've got to find that right person. You know. It is mm -hmm. the right person who has the passion for the print, mm -hmm. who has the connections. Yes. And, and who has the knowledge. Going, you got to go to a lot of events and meet people and, you know, mm -hmm. and really become part of the community if they're not already. And that's, right. you know. Like my salespeople, Connie Humiston did it for years, and then Karen's been with me for Karen Cowdery um, for the past ten years. They're involved in metaphysical they, things, you right? Know what I mean? And so, so they, they know it. Yes, and they know, they know it, and they meet to. the people. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, how did as an introverted extrovert, <laughs> how do you go out and meet these people? Is it just the fairs? Do you make calls? I mean. Like, is for ad sales? Ad or? sales and getting uh, people to, to write as well. People come to me for writing as far as that goes. You know, when we, the way it's gotten now, and especially since we switched over to the Glossy Magazine, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I just put out a, an email that we're doing a call, you know, because I've got a database of writers that have written for us for 16 years. I just put out a thing and say, we're lining up next year's articles, here's the themes, right. and boom, they're filled. I mean, 2019 is filled already. I know, was surprised just, how quickly that was filled. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And yeah, so, so that's not hard. Right. So it doesn't take now. looking for articles anymore. No. Right, no. right. Mm -hmm. And then with the advertising, you have people to go out and do that for you. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. fantastic. But other than that, yeah, I meet people. You know, we put on two festivals a year. Yeah. And um, those started out originally. And when you said that about the 10-year celebration, mm -hmm. originally it started that we would just do an anniversary party. Oh, and, fun. and it was a chance to meet the advertisers and meet the Absolutely. readers and bring everyone together. And they kind of morphed into doing these festivals because we would have one in the spring at Unity Bowen Park, which is not there any longer, so right. we'll need to find a new location. Um, but then in the fall, Unity Temple on the Plaza. Right. And so two different parts of town, two different seasons, and it's the same, you know, but different, you know, mm -hmm. e each time. And so it's a way yeah. to really get to meet everybody and say thank you as well yeah know. and so can you f say a few words about the conscious living festivals about what they're about and definitely definitely we have a variety of vendors and really it's kind of a way to, we bring the magazine to life um we'll have workshops every hour completely free the work excuse me the event is free and the workshops are free and so every hour people can learn about journaling or i mean we've had so many different just Whatever topics are in the magazine, they're going to get to do workshops about it at the festival. And then we have um, 50 to 75 vendors. And so, you know, it's the whole Meyer Hall at Unity Temple. And people yeah. can come and, and get to meet the people that they're seeing in the magazine each month and, and learn more. So. It's everything from acupuncture to yoga. Everything. And everything yeah. in between. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. and um, there sometimes there are food vendors who have little samples uh, to give out, and uh, people are doing sample sessions, and mm -hmm. yeah, and it jewelries is jewelries and stones, and I mean just everything, everything, mm -hmm. and yeah, it is the magazine coming to life. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. Really, it's like di a deep dive in the magazine. That's where we got one of our practitioners. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, Steve Sanders, who's our life coach, fabulous life coach, wonderful, came mm -hmm. to my talk on angels at mm -hmm. the Conscious Living Fair at Unity Temple. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and he's just. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. Been on podcast twice. So yeah, we got we got one of our practitioners that way. Excellent. So it's yeah, it's a fun fair and there's mm -hmm. sometimes music. Yes, yes. At, at time, Victor Doherty. He's a, yeah. He's an old friend. He's a great musician. Um, been in Kansas City for oh yeah forever performing, um, but a dear old friend as well. And so mm -hmm. he would help me out. And we he wasn't there this past year, and that's why I said he would. But right, you know, I'm sure he will at times. And so oh yeah, when he's available. Yeah, and we had we had Beth sure. Bird come this year. And oh, she's she fun. was her butterfly. Beth Bird is a local clown, mm -hmm. and she mm -hmm. takes clowning to the next level. Yes. Very interactive, and she's mm -hmm. all over town. Mm -hmm. The all about town clown, I suppose you could call her. <laughs> but yeah, she's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that's of course music is one thing that you can't really have in the magazine, right? Because it's print. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a nice, nice addition. It is. Um, yeah. And we've had sound healing and, you know, other oh, kinds of music yeah. as well. That's there. right. Mm -hmm. Rama Inacio, who's yes. this local sound healer, mm -hmm. he does stuff there as mm -hmm. well. It's a nice fair. I mean, you can't get too many metaphysical fairs, I think. No. No. <laughs> They're always interesting. <laughs> well, and 
most of them in Kansas City have a different, a real specific theme. You know, you have a metaphysical fair or you'll have psychic readings or you'll have, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is more just a holistic fair, you know what I mean? And, it is, and right. So each one, people make their, go to all of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, the PRS also, fair is mostly mm-hmm. psych, for the psychics right. and the KC Metaphysical is, mm-hmm. you know, the very metaphysical side. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, the Conscious Living Fair mm-hmm. is We have, like every, you said, the nutrition, there'll be vegan, you know, food and, you know, all kinds of things. All kinds of things, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you really have a large umbrella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Conscious Living is pretty big umbrella. I right. mean, it really is. Well, so is evolving. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty mm-hmm. big, a pretty big umbrella. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's room for all kinds of holistic, mm-hmm. alternative, metaphysical, spiritual, mm-hmm. um, self-care, self-help. Mm-hmm. There's room for a lot yes. under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. Thank you for providing that Thank you opportunity so for Thank everyone. You. I love it. I really do. I'll bet mm-hmm. you do. You've been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. Can you even imagine your life without it? Well, no, and it's a joke because, but this goes to the testament of um, once you put something out to the universe. Ten years ago, I was doing a, a, a vision setting kind of thing, and they said, what, where do you want to be in ten years? And I said, well, ten years I'd like, because I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. And uh, as much as I love it, I still kind of keep wanting to do other things as well. Right. So 10 years ago, I said, well, in 10 years, I'd like to be kind of retired from the magazine, still be doing it, but mm-hmm. not as heavily involved so that I can be free to travel and, and do focus more on travel writing. Well, that's what I started doing four years ago. So wow. I'm still very heavily involved with the magazine, and I always will be. But it's giving me the opportunity to... Um, another evolving kind of aspect of mm-hmm. that solo travel and the discover inner discovery that you have through travel and things like that. So Yeah, I noticed mm-hmm. you have the travel section now. I think it was in September or the travel issue. Right. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of a new thing? I feel like I've the not- last Yes, yeah, since I started traveling, the September issue is our is our sacred journeys. Yeah, the mm-hmm. sacred journeys. Mm-hmm. And there is something really meaningful and moving about travel, mm-hmm. I feel. It is. It gets you out of your element. I've overcome a lot of things through travel. And, Interesting. I mean, phobias and things that I had been dealing with um, because of a trauma, you know, just, and it immerses you, it gets you out of your comfort zone. Right. And then the unknown becomes comfortable because, you know, change is hard. It's, it's hard for people. Well, travel is constant change. And yeah. so once you can get into that and enjoy that, then I'm sorry, you know, driving on the highway or whatever might, you know, might be, it's, it's, it's a piece of cake. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and going into a strange shop that you've never been in before and mm-hmm. talking with the owner, all of a sudden it's not scary. Right. And maybe anymore. I'm not as shy anymore. <laughs> that's really wonderful. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a nice mm-hmm. benefit of travel. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I, I really haven't put my finger on how it does that, but I just know part of it is um, being able to go with the changes because you can't mm-hmm. plan. You can't plan everything exactly mm-hmm. to a T, so it has to be, you know, my mantra became, you know, what is, not what if, you know, just constantly having to bring myself into the moment when I'm traveling because I would get on that train to take a three-week trip, and I was terrified in the beginning. I wrote about it a lot, how terrified I was. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, it was this fear, I guess, of the unknown. I'm going off to places I've never been, things I've never, you know, just that unknown. And instead, I learned to be in that moment of, well, right now, I'm in Santa Fe, you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't have to think about where, or right now I'm in Kansas City, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and so um, that that helped me immensely get over that fear, you know, oh, and doing yeah. it. You know, they, the, psychological, the psychological end of it, aspect of it is repetition. You know, you, the more you do something, you become more comfortable. But, but you're right. I think the, mm-hmm. um, the power of now, mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a big it's, book mm-hmm. and the the uh, power of uh, being present and mindful in the yes. moment and mm-hmm. so just blooming where you're planted mm-hmm. and right mm-hmm. now I'm in Santa Fe I'm exploring what it has to offer and then right. it is kind of a little scary you're talking about a big globe and you're this right. tiny little point mm-hmm. somewhere on the globe mm-hmm. and instead of thinking okay I'm in Santa Fe but I'm going to go to Albuquerque and what, what am I going to do when I get off the train there because you know what I mean right instead it's no I'm in Santa Fe and I've had the synchronistic happenings I met a in Santa Fe, like I said, that was my first trip, and I just, I posted on Facebook that I was in Santa Fe. This woman, we just happened to already be connected on Facebook, and she says, 
I'm in Santa Fe, and I'm from Kansas City, and and it's Patty, and we're very good friends now, and she's now moved back to Kansas City, but she came and picked me up. She took me around Santa Fe, I mean, and then I ended up having to take a different train. I mean, it was just to have that person there to help you, you know, it's just, and those kind of things happen all the time. You know, this past year I've been traveling more with groups because they've been organized press trips. Yeah. But when I'm by myself, I I see the value in both Mm because I've felt um, a connection to people that I was missing with this traveling with groups. Mm -hmm. But I really got to overcome a lot by traveling by myself. And I found that um, more people talk to me and I met more people. You know, when I'm, I'm by myself on a train, people talk to me or maybe I talk to them because I'm by myself. I don't know. But when, like, when my sister went with me one time to Santa Fe, if there's two people, they don't tend to each other. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so there's real value in traveling solo. And I met a lot of solo women travelers that, incredible stories. I mean, incredible stories. Oh, my gosh. That's a whole genre of literature. (laughs) Yeah, as women travelers. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is so exciting. Mm -hmm. And so you said that your trip to Santa Fe was your first trip? My very first solo train travel, you know, because oh I, I picked the train focus for years. And 2015 is when I started January yeah. um, on the train. And so I picked train travel as a focus. So what I had to do, because the train takes longer to get places, yeah. um, I would pick, I would get a two-week pass so that I could go to eight places in 15 days. Yeah. And that way um, I could really immerse myself instead of, you know, going to Jefferson City and back or something. You know what I mean? That's close. And so um, I did a whole northeast loop. Um, I did the southeast. I did the northeast. I've done southwest. I was supposed to do the northwest, but I haven't yet because uh, they had flooding last year when I was supposed to go. So instead, I went through Colorado by train, and it was fantastic. That sounds beautiful. You you look over the edge. (laughs) You you go to places that there aren't utility poles. No one can get there except for by train. And so it's just, it's it's one of their most spectacular routes that they have. The California Zephyr through Colorado. So I'm, I'm digressing, but I love talking about travel. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, that's a, that's your side gig, isn't yes, it? It's yes. your side hustle mm-hmm. is travel writing. Mm-hmm. You know, why not? If you're going to travel, why not make some money writing about it? Right, right. You know, no, I think I that's, that's a great way to travel, in mm-hmm. fact. Oh, that's wonderful. And to keep Evolving Magazine vital, our demographic has always been 35 to 55 and, you know, for the bulk. Right. 35 to 55. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, I started it when I was almost 30. And so I was always the demographic when I said I was sharing yeah. things that were pertinent to me. Right. Well, I'm getting at the end of our our main demographic, and so we really need to have younger people to keep it relevant. Sure. And I was talking with another writer about this who, she worked for a magazine that was for boomers, and she said, yeah. you know, the boomers, now they're losing their readers because, you know, and so right. ours is always going to be probably for people 35 to 55 because that's when women especially tend to... Um, start looking within when the kids get older, they have more free time, mm-hmm. they have more discretionary income, and they can get massages and things that they couldn't do when they were raising small children, right. things like that. Um, and we do have a 55-plus readership as well, so I'm, I'm not discrediting that, but I'm just saying the bulk of it's 35 to 55. Yeah. So to keep the magazine relevant, though, I really need to have younger people working on the publication. Mm-hmm. And so um, our editor and designers and things like that, they are in, in that demographic. But my vision, I guess, is I'd like to bring someone in to replace me, the bulk, you know, at some point, the bulk, because it can't always be about me. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, it works. Right, right. Right. Mm-hmm. By, by Jill for Jill. I love that. Know. <laughs> you know, your own private magazine. But it, but it's not. I mean, I can see how yes. you may, start, may have started that way. It's mm-hmm. like, why not? I've got this interest. Mm-hmm. You know, let's find out more about it. And yes. I just have to say, that's that's incredible. I did not realize that you were just, like, learning magazine publishing mm-hmm. and doing it at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Did you have any idea how crazy that was at the time? No. I just thought, boy, this is fun. I mean, I, <laughs> I really like to – I'm self-taught on so many things. And, and people joke that I'll get an idea and I want to run with it. I don't want to take a long time. Right. And it's not just an impulsive thing. Obviously, it is impulsive in a sense, but it's for me, it's practical because if I have to go learn about it, I'm probably never going to go do it. But if I can jump in and start doing something, mm-hmm. I learn as I go, and and it works. You know, and there have been a lot of things that I get ideas for and they don't work, and it's like, well, 
That didn't work. Well, that didn't <laughs> work. Right. So, what do you think else. the biggest learning curve was for you? For myself, it was ad sales. Yeah. The business part is, is it's really hard for when someone's a writer to get that, you know, that end of it. But like I right. said, having that training just helped immensely to learn. I'll bet. Just how a magazine runs, you know. So that was my biggest learning curve was the business background side of it, you mm-hmm. know, the, the back Absolutely. end. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we've got a lot of magazines and publications here in Kansas mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. We've got a big publishing house, and we've got smaller publishing houses as well. So, yes. I mean, Kansas City is not as well known as Chicago or New York mm-hmm. for that type of thing, but we do have it. And mm-hmm. so there's places to learn, of course, and, you know, fantastic salespeople around. And yes. The people yes. you have, they've been doing it for a long oh, time. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, is there anything we haven't talked about that you think is important to mention about evolving or about your journey? Gosh, um, I don't believe so. I mean, just really focusing more going forward on um, events because it's such a, you know, people joke about that I sit behind my computer, which is true. You know, there's a lot of computer time. some of that. (laughs) Um, But I have found the value of at least for myself, you know, at these events, getting to meet people one on one. So the two festivals per year, and mm-hmm. then, like I said last year, Inner Urban Art House hosted yeah. the artist reunion. So if we could do one of those a year, um, just more events, more events to mm-hmm. get people together. Well, for me at the events, um, there was one event, one of your events a couple of years ago. Uh, I was like, "Oh, you're Jill Dutton." <laughs> I didn't realize that you were a real person walking around Kansas City. Right. <laughs> so here you are, <laughs> and it's good to put a face with a name, mm-hmm. and you know, just kind of connect that. Yes, this is this is a community community publication sponsoring this event. It's yes. really nice. Yes. Yeah, Jill. Thank you so much for sitting down to talk with me. Christy, I really thank appreciate you. it. Absolutely. <laughs> we will put the link to evolve magazine online in the show notes so anybody can um, connect with the magazine and learn more about it read the great articles um, check out the cal- is the calendar of events online well the, since the magazine's online you can see all of the events and then they're also shared on our facebook page on evolving magazine's facebook page oh evolving mm-hmm. magazine facebook page yes. of course <laughs> and are, i'm sure you're on all the socials Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely yes. all the socials yes. at, Evolve, at Evolving Magazine KC? Or? It, it's different ones because, you know, uh, Twitter is Evolving Mag. Oh, uh, you yeah. Know what I mean? So the different ones, you have to search for it. But um, if you go to EvolvingMagazine.com, you can find links to everything. Perfect. All the socials. So get connected mm-hmm. and radiate connection. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jill. Thank you so much. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.